Here in oh. Joe Biden's America, pencil companies <laughs> rule the planet. Welcome to episode 173 of the Erasable Podcast. I'm Andy Welfley, here with the co-hosts for whom I am the most thankful, Tim Turkey Wassum and Johnny Cranberry Sauce Gamber. Hey, guys. Giblets, giblets, giblets. turkey. <laughs> Johnny Giblets Gamber. <laughs> hey, Andy. Hey. Hi. How are you? That was, Thanks for just calling me a turkey. It yeah. was poorly so. improvised. <laughs> he called you a tofurkey, your whole thing. Yeah, yeah, you're and a delicious. tofurkey. Tofurkey Wassum. <laughs> No trip to fan. So today we are, as as you may have surmised from the intro, we're going to talk about some of the things that we're we're most thankful for here in here in 2021. Before we do that, let's uh, jump into tools of the trade. Tim, what are you what are you consuming and writing with? Well, I went to the theater mm. a couple days ago for I think it's the second time since all of the world broke and. I last one was James Bond, and now we saw the French Dispatch too, which I know you yes. uh, mentioned that you had seen. And we had been very excited to see the new Wes Anderson movie. I was convinced that we'd have to drive at least to Asheville, North Carolina, or something <laughs> to see it. And then it showed up in Johnson City, Tennessee. So yay! And we enjoyed a very empty theater with two other couples that we didn't know who all just kind of enjoyed all the dry humor and weirdness together it seems like you should you should all become friends just purely in the fact that you live in johnson city and like wes anderson yeah and it was also this like (laughs) funny thing was like the couple to our right and like down the row because we're all spread out because we're not weirdos they were like mid-20s jane and i are in our mid-30s and then the other people were like you know, in their fifties, I was like, "This, this could work. <laughs> we could, <laughs> we could turn this into a supper club or something." Yeah. Yeah, Wes Anderson supper club. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we had a great time. It was. I didn't. I, I knew very little. I didn't read anything about it before the before it, which was kind of great. I didn't realize it was going to be sort of a book of short stories. Yeah, or a, or not really a short stories, a magazine, magazine like, of New York stories. articles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so, I loved it, but I really wish that Elizabeth Moss would have been in it more. Like. Yeah, that was so weird. She I know just, like, she had three lines and be and be awesome yeah. for a scene, and then she would just go away. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was that was it was such an interesting format. We had we had a really good time, and it was what the only thing I had heard about it, like review wise, is people who just said it was like a Wes Anderson movie on crack, like it's just <laughs> sort of steroided. Yeah, Wes Anderson, which is what it was. I mean, that- there's so much going on. That meme, like GIF, where there's something that's like vibrating and it says like such and such intensifies. I feel like it was just like Wes Anderson (laughs) intensifies. Yes. Yeah. This is like pure, (laughs) final form, undiluted. (laughs) Yeah. Pure, undiluted Wes Anderson. And there's some of the stories I liked more than others. Like it was interesting leaving. It was like there were a couple that stuck out that I was just like, oh man, that was amazing. And then the other ones, I couldn't even remember what the story was. I was like, (laughs) what was your favorite? What what was, what was the other one? Definitely the one about the painter. Yeah. uh, That was Moses Rosenthal. That was, that was my favorite. And then I also, I did, I, I'm just such a big Francis McDormand fan that I I loved hers too. The the little revolutionary Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Yep. That was so good. Um, Those two are my favorites. I I think mine was the painter. And then I think my second favorite was probably the, oh, the one where Edward Norton is like the, like the, the thief or whatever, like that holds the, the, the constable's son for ransom. Yeah. 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 See that one? I barely remembered. I I, I need to see it again. I was just like, I feel like I was, you'd finish one section before you could finish processing that section. A third one was. We need a break. Five minute break in between. (laughs) Intermissions. Yeah. 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 Uh, Yeah. So that was, that was great. It was fun to see a movie of substance in the theater again. (laughs) Haven't done that. (laughs) Haven't done that in, you know, very much, you know, sorry, Paw Patrol, but I've been reading a new ton of French or not new. Well, new to me, it's fairly new in general, but a ton of French novel called The Searcher, which is a mystery about a it's like a Chicago retired Chicago police officer who's now divorced, moves to Ireland, like he buys this land and fixes up this little house and just some weird stuff starts happening in the town and he can't help himself but sort of come out, sort of come out of retirement and become a rogue cop in another land. So it's really good. She's a, such a good writer. I've talked about her before, of course, but uh, this one's very good and it's not connected to any of the double and murder squad books that she wrote that series of. And lastly, a new album that I've just been super excited about is the, the war on drugs put out their 
newest album and it's called I Don't Live Here Anymore. Hmm. It's a really good album. Adam Granducial, the main songwriter and guitar player, was just on Song Exploder, which is a really good that was a really good episode. And he was also in Oh well there's a songwriting podcast I listened to called uh Soda Jerker on songwriting, and he was just on that one, which those interviews are awesome. So he's I've yeah, I've talked about them before. I'm a big fan, but you should check out the the new album. It's called I Don't Live Here Anymore, and I am writing with one of the new Blackwing collaborations, the Blackwing and Preservation Hall pencil. Got those, and I'm writing in one of the Blackwing Progress composition notebooks, the Woody Guthrie notebooks. Oh, cool! Yeah, that I just I... just busted into. Are you going to talk about that more for fresh points, or can we ask questions? I'm going to save it for fresh points. I'm going to make. Okay. I learned that from Dan Brown on Masterclass. <laughs> you should make people. You should plant a seed and then make them wait. Literally, <laughs> you know, it's going to be yeah. the most powerful fresh points ever. <laughs> Chapter two. <laughs> Chapter two. Cool. So, yeah, All right, that's me. And Johnny. So I've been watching like way too much TV. So I'm only going to mention two things because. It makes it seem like I've watched less TV. There's a mini series on uh, BritBox called The Long Call that's by, oh my God, not Anne Cleves. Or it's based on Anne Cleves' novel. She's the lady who created uh, Shetland. So that was like super good. Like the entire and, um, city of Shetland? No, this, the uh, the series. Oh, and Shetland season six is on BritBox mm. now. One one episode a week. It's so good. And do you guys catch Dope Sick on? Uh, no, about the I saw that though. Open pandemic. No, it's, that's the, the one with uh, what's his face, Batman. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah. the last. I think the last one comes out this week. It's really, really good. And uh, Peter Skarsgård plays good guy, which I've never seen. But um, like the wigs in it are really, really unconvincing. <laughs> like to the effect, the point where I'm like, what? Like you, you could afford Michael Keaton, but these wigs. Are That's so like bad. comic book guy from the Simpsons is like one star unconvincing wigs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, oh, this gives away a plot for, but the, the movie Midnight Mass, the wigs were bad and then you find out why. But in this one, I'm like, dude, no, like the guy's got rubber on his head. That's not like his real bald head. <laughs> but anyway, it's really, it's very good. Some parts of it are really hard to watch, of course. And the uh, my kids and I like those Everyman Library Pocket Poets books. So we've been reading from the Poems of Gratitude, which is really good selection. Like some of them are just like pretty good. Some of them are like really, really, really. You picked a lot of very good poems and put them in a very good order. So that's definitely a good one. And there are three new albums out from bands I like, Churches, Tori Amos, and Idols that I've been listening to. But I didn't get to finish Idols yet. Hmm. But the Churches and Tori Amos albums are both really good. Especially if you liked Tori Amos from 07, 09, when she was playing with Jonathan Evans and Matt Chamberlain and doing a lot of stuff where it was just like her bass and drums. Hmm. And just, there's a lot more, you know, grooviness to this album yeah. than her last couple. So definitely cool. And I'm writing with an Eberhard Faber American Naturals, which is like dirty from my hands. <laughs> and the field notes that's on my windowsill with the pumpkin. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Andy? Who I am. Katie, I just finished a short mini series on Hulu that is done by it's it's one of those sort of like social commentary on on food that David Chang did, which is interesting because he's done like several series for Netflix. And then he this feels very much kind of in that same vein, though he did it for for Hulu, but it was very good. It's in his same kind of style where it's kind of documentary style, but he adds his own kind of like snarky flair and it's him and Chris Ying, his uh, podcast co-host, and then David Chow, who is that artist in LA who is like he's friends with, and then just like goofing around talking about the history or the future of food. So they talk about you know what what is a what does a you know a future look like where we have less farmland because of climate change and more protein needs. Like they talk about vertical farms, they talk about lab grown meat, they talk about just really interesting like the the sort of the history and future of food delivery and what that means for restaurants. Like it's a really, really good just documentary. Like David Chang is, I mean, he's a great cook. He's he's a really good journalist. I enjoy his storytelling a lot. I just finished that. I just started reading a book that I've had on my list for, ooh, I guess since it came out, about a year. It's called Axiom's End by Lindsay Ellis. It's this, oh, what is it? It's a, it's a science fiction novel. It's set in 2007. It's about like a, government cover-up of contact with aliens and 
this woman, her dad is like a kind of like if, oh, what's his name? The WikiLeaks guy. Julian Assange. Yeah. If he's like Julian Assange, but he's, you know, leaking documents about aliens and his his daughter is being sort of like followed by an alien. And it's 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 really good. I'm I'm told later it gets into some interesting like George W. Bush politics which is interesting. It, it takes place in, in 2007, so it's a really interesting time otherwise. I'm just really interested to see how this goes because I'm, I'm told that, yeah, it's going to kind of weave into this sort of like alternate history kind of a thing, which is kind of cool. Other than that, I feel like I've just been like unpacking and unpacking and unpacking <laughs> and organizing and unpacking. <laughs> so I got some really good recommendations and follow-ups for wall-mounted shelves. So I have a few leads to follow. Oh, nice. Trying to figure that out. So... Cool. That is uh, that is me, and I'm writing with a Johnny's favorite pencil. The <laughs> and specifically just because it was right here that I grabbed. It's the Tombow 2558. Um, mm. Sorry for saying it. And my my orange confidant. <laughs> so smooth, so fresh and smooth. <laughs> Man, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's <laughs> no, fine. I'm still, I'm still mad about it. Yeah, honestly. Just, not gonna lie, Johnny. Just we, rub, rub, rubs me t- the wrong way. Tim and I like message each other weekly to figure out if we should just kick <sighs> you out. We made a Facebook group that's just like a support group for people who feel attacked by true. having, yeah, had that pencil challenged. Yeah, um, it's true. <laughs> yeah, Johnny's just dishing. There's only two of us in it. Everybody, but, uh, <laughs> everybody attacks him on Wopex. So this is just Johnny lashing out. <laughs> swinging, no, see, swinging back. The Wopex is one hundred times. Easier to sharpen than that. <laughs> okay. Bold I got to go call my therapist. Uh, yeah. I got to go call my therapist. Like, <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I own every kind of pencil sharpener there is except an El Casco. Ooh, so yeah. I tried them. I tested them. I'm going to quantify oh, it. How it would feel to somebody if they had an El Casco and you put a Wopex into it? Ugh. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to get one and put it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> okay. eBay. Uh, totally worth it. <laughs> Throw some ads on that video. <laughs> Maybe you'll be able to buy a replacement El Casco with the AdSense. Yeah. Tim, do you want to jump into into your fresh points? Yeah, sure. Um, the first one's quick, and it's just I just thought it was funny, but I just was scrolling through some some different news stories and came across an article about Joe Biden's speech. At in Baltimore, so Joe Biden. Oh, spoke. last week. Yeah, yeah, and there was just a little article that popped up that I just noticed that it had Joe Biden and pencil in the headline. So I was like, "Hey, look at that!" Yeah, and I just huh? it was cool. But uh, Joe Biden basically quoted with well, not directly, but that I pencil essay that we've talked about on here before. You know, the about free market and global economy or whatever. So that was just kind of, I don't know, this is, it's a really random reference, but it was just kind of funny to see that headline. It's like Joe, Joe Biden pencil. Oh, yeah. So he, he apparently came out and said, or is it, even products as simple as a pencil have to use wood from Brazil and graphite from India before it comes together at a factory in the United States to get a pencil. It sounds silly, but that's exactly how it happens. <laughs> so that's funny. Man. It's called pencils silly. and But also he uh, he said they, they're made in a factory in the United States. So that means that there's a pretty good chance that you know, maybe he's heard of Musgrave or Cedar yeah. <laughs> or, or a I general pencil because be that might be it. Yeah. I think it might be an indicator for our president's age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, there's hundreds of pencil companies here in this country, in America. <laughs> you all ever heard They're of Mongols? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes. I want to go live in his reality where that's true, yeah. though. Yeah, that would be nice. Jo- Joe Biden's America believes in local <laughs> pencil companies. <laughs> It's part of the infrastructure plan. They're going to build I miss that commercial. Yeah. Here in oh. Joe Biden's America, pencil companies <laughs> rule the planet. We need pencils and newspapers. Yeah. More newspapers. Yeah. Joe Biden 2024 ain't no Chinese pencils. Take an Amtrak to Shelbyville. <laughs> Hop on the... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's good. Like a magnet train between DC and Shelbyville. Yeah, that was random, but I just that caught my eye today. Thought it was funny. And uh, the only other thing that I've got is it's the the pencil and notebook that I talked about earlier. The pencil is Blackwing's collaboration with the Preservation Hall uh, music venue in New Orleans. These they caught my eye just because the jazz and music kind of element of them, but they looked really good in the pictures too. I didn't fully take in. I think I had ordered them before realizing that they're basically a collage of like gold images, which 
I think if I would have saw piano keys on the side that they had in the picture, I might not have been as excited, <laughs> but it's, it's okay. It just looks, it can look a little corny maybe, but I love the, the, the theme, you know, I love that they teamed up with preservation hall of all places. I just think that's really cool. And they do, they do look striking in person, the gold, you know, it doesn't rub off or anything. They're really well-made. They did a good job on the, the, where I'm losing the, uh, it's not embossing. Is it, is that how they put the letters on there? Sometimes. Yeah. Stamping, maybe, foil, yeah. Is it know. is it foil stamped or is it wrapped? It is. Or what do they call it, Johnny? The like the the roll, roll on, on yeah, the roll on. Print. Yeah, that's what it looks like because it's different than the sort of wrap. Yeah, whatever this art, you know, the, the artwork on it. If it's, it was it embossed, looks different. It it's a different shade. Yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't. The only thing, the I mean, this, this just happens, I guess, and this is probably going to happen more with them doing so many collaborations and just making more pencils is that the first one I grabbed, I sharpened it and the, the ferrule just pulled right off. There's zero glue <laughs> inside of it. <laughs> it just came right off. So, but I fixed it when I came home. So no big deal, but I haven't checked any of the other ones. I don't, but it seemed, it was like comically easy. It was like, it all, it practically fell off. So. So speaking yeah. of comical, I got a pencil one time at the zoo in Washington that had like lions. It looked just like that thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see did that. They, did they steal the design from the Baltimore Zoo? No, this was in D.C. at the National oh. Zoo. No, that, that pencil is not, 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 not my taste. It doesn't look like a black wing. Yeah. I, like I said, I bought it purely based on the partnership in the, I mean, and just to have a just sort of jazz themed pencil was exciting. And it's, it's a soft core too, which was another. Th- I think if they would have, it would have, if it would have not been soft core, I might have like maybe hesitated a bit because it's just been a while since I've had a new <laughs> hey, soft one that I was excited about. Hey man, can I offer you a jazz pencil? <laughs> you want a jazz pencil? It's not like those pencils they give you in school. Yeah, um, <laughs> a jazz cigarette you can write with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, sorry, I'm, I'm happy with it. Yum. No, it's it's really okay, and it's one of those. It legitimately is one of those things where I'm like, it's kind of ugly, but I love it. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. if nobody felt that way, I wouldn't be married. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> kind of ugly, but I love it. All right, so that's yeah, so that's that, and I uh, yeah. Enjoyed it. And I also got, finally, some of those, I got two of the Woody Guthrie notebooks, the the progress notebooks that are made to look like, oddly enough, to sort of look like those notebooks I've talked about on the podcast that Hank Williams used, yeah. kind of in the similar style, same time, I mean, similar time period, too. Um, um, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, those they're they're nice. They weren't exactly what I was expecting them to be. I don't think I had it in my head that they were roughly A five size. They're, they they look really good, and the paper's nice, and it's kind of cool to have a a well made, like a really sturdily made. What am I what am I trying to say? Composition book. Composition book. Yeah. The only thing that's a little weird about it is that the cover is bigger than the paper. Oh. So it huh. like so it like hangs over the paper, maybe about a quarter of an inch on all three sides. Huh. Where it opens, which probably makes it look sharper i'm guessing but as soon as you put it in your backpack and it makes a few rounds in your backpack those corners start kind of bending over so but i don't know maybe it gives it a little i'm I'm sure this isn't on purpose but maybe it'll give it a cool kind of beaten up look (laughs) when the corners are all sort of bended around but we'll see i just finished off my songwriting notebook that i'd been using for a long time which was just an old cheap composition notebook and i loved it i have replaced it with the the progress book and we'll see if that see if it sticks, but I'd been meaning to try those out for a long time. So um, speaking of really nice composition books, have you seen the rodeo composition books? No. So they're on Amazon now, but Joe Crace has them in his shop, but they're because of a composition book, but they're made by rodeo with that amazing hmm. paper. Whoa. Like mind blown. I have not had one yet, but less. Is that what they're, they're called? The rodeo composition notebook. Yeah. He just put a link yeah. in the little. Doc. A... Okay. Now I'm teasing you. <laughs> like want some more <laughs> cool ah oh, there 13 bucks <laughs> rodeo prices yeah I think yeah rodeo prices but that's I not too much more than a okay cool nice. I think they're cheaper at Joe's shop the gentleman's stationer I'm gonna check, check it out Cool. On my way. So that's all I've got. Uh, how about you, Johnny? So I bailed on NaNoWriMo on the first day. Ooh. So that sucks. Because <laughs> my my kids were on their fourth quarantine and it started that day. I was like, this nope, isn't, like, isn't going to happen. 
So, and then Adam Webb from Take Note sent some delicious coffee. Yes. And I was like, and I'm not even doing that, Arimo. I'm really sorry. What kind of coffee? <laughs> Thank you. It's from somewhere in Oklahoma that I think his friends mm-hmm. opened up. So it was delicious. It's all gone because, you know, it's yeah. Me. Yeah, it's good stuff. (laughs) It's very good. I chugged the hell out of it. (laughs) That's like um, one of those coffees where you're like, I'm going to make a French press and I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to use like way more coffee than I think I should because that's what they tell me to do on these hipster websites. And and then it tastes so good. Ah, so good. I don't know, man. I contend if you weigh your coffee, that's science. That's not coffee. You don't (laughs) like coffee. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. But so my, my other... I guess point is around the paper shortage everyone keeps talking about. Like it's real. So I have, it's still a secret, but for the pencil revolution scene is going to have a letter pressed soon. And I couldn't get the paper. I want it like it's not available for February. So I had to pick a different color and a lot of colors were out because it was American made paper. And um, the person who's doing it told me that they've been having a lot of trouble getting paper mm. too. So because of that, I have an enormous stack of paper like in my bedroom for making books out of because I'm scared it's going to run out. But I feel like a king because I have, oh my God, that's got to be like $300 worth of really nice papers in there, <laughs> which is a lot for one person. But yeah, I, I made 12 journals this weekend. So shameless plug of my Etsy shop. There will be journals in there by the time this episode is out. Are they Are they with so, that sort of like cork cover oh there will be some cork covered ones a really nice fake leather that doesn't look like leather like it doesn't have that skin mm. texture as like long stitched wrapped notebooks i might get up some of the coptic stitch notebooks and stuff made from old library book covers which is mm. extra fun so yeah my hands are like destroyed looks so good book binding yeah i had I think I mentioned this already. I had to buy a different awl because this one is easier to control and I have don't ram it through my hand as much. Well, that's that's an important piece. <laughs> yeah, yesterday I just stopped stitching because I got myself with a needle and I was bleeding all over the table. Like, uh, coffee time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there is no blood on any of the notebooks that I'm aware of. That's just extra. And you could sell, sell that for more. Yeah. I Yeah, so far they're just dot red and blank, but yeah. It's it's fun. We'll see see if folks like them. They all have really really good paper in them, which makes me happy. It's probably what's messing my hands <laughs> up. But anyway, that's those are all my fresh points. How about you, mm. sir? First thing I was going to mention. So Tim was talking about that preservation hall collab, and we we're you know we talked last time about the the death row records one, and they've been you know on a roll with the collabs lately. There's one that is so gorgeous that came out it's a collab with a company in taiwan and i don't know a thing about it it's called e-s-l-i-t-e it's blackwing x s light and have you have you guys seen this it no so it looks like yeah yeah it looks like the body of a the 33 and a third so just matte black and then they put the erasers from the when they made the blackwing eras with that to look like the old blackwings with the the black ferrule and the copper band. So good looking. I, mm-hmm. if, if they weren't sort of like very hard to get and, <laughs> and if I didn't have so many black wings, I would be all over this, but you can only buy them on this one website and everything's in a different language. <laughs> and so, yeah, people were just running it through Google translate to buy some and shipping to the U S is 40 bucks or something, but it's a, uh, yeah, they look, oh, wow. they look gorgeous. I check out the the group if anybody's in the Facebook group and you can kind of see people drooling over them and ordering some. If you're a, if you're in the Blackwing game for like the black Blackwings, this will definitely be up your alley. Oh, I think I saw a picture of those in the group. Yeah, yeah, they looked really good. Um, they yeah. look like Blackwings. Our friend Dade bought, went through and bought some, and then he said that people were <laughs> messaging them all over the place to to try to try to get some of them. But yeah, I think uh, if you, with a little perseverance and a uh, wide open pocketbook, you can, you can score some. <laughs> so yep. Really cool looking. I also, I placed a, a Musgrave order not too long ago. I just wanted to check out a couple things. I, I ordered that really cool notebook that they did with uh, Iron Curtain Press. Do you guys, I can't remember. Do you, do you guys have this? Mm, I think, uh, yeah, we were talking but it's yeah. very pretty. We were talking with Nicole a little bit about it. It 
it looks a lot like those those oh I can't remember the name of the company that made them but they were uh, made, they're made in Tennessee at a just like a notebook factory they're like a bookbinder and I can't oh, what is the name of it Iron no Curtain Iron Press? Curtain Press is in LA the so these are made by Iron <clears throat> Curtain Press they just look like those these other notebooks that I'm thinking of yeah oh, but okay. yeah really really great binding it's a dot grid uh, it's a spiral binding. Dot grid ruling with like some margin at the top, maybe like an inch and a half, two inch margin at the top, which is cool. And just a really beautiful bright, bright yellow with red stamping on it. Looks, looks really good. I know they have a pretty limited selection of those. So if you are interested in high-end Musgrave bespoke products, you should, you should grab one. Are they all? I think so. Yeah. All the pictures I've seen of it are, are yellow. And then the one that I, the one that I got is also yellow. But yeah, it looks really good. I also was morbidly curious about the box of factory second pencils that you can get because I just wanted to just know what they were like. So you can buy uh, 144. Oh, let me find the the product here. You can buy a gross of factory second pencils. And there's a bunch of like school pencils and like best teacher ever pencils. And I graduated the fourth grade pencils and things like that, that are just like slightly misaligned or the stamping is off or something like that. And you can get 144 of them for 20, 21 bucks. Yeah. What? So if you need, if you need a quantity of pencils of nice pencils, only maybe a little, a little flawed, check this out. And I have to say the box that they come in is worth the price. It is this really cute design on it. I'll, I'll have to send you a picture. It's not in the um, the like Musgrave product page on their website, but yeah, it's very nice. So they have a couple new things up there that I did not What's know that? were there. Um, on Musgrave's website, they have a gift set and they also have the stickers, which we saw, and a waxed canvas pencil pouch that has like vintage Musgrave images on it. Oh yeah, I see that. Like, that is very cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh that's that pencil Make pouch is Christmas. great. Yeah, they're so okay, that that gift set has the we talked about the the sampler pack with that round package that looks really cool. It has that. So it awesome. has the that same notebook I was just talking about and then yeah, it has this really gorgeous wax pouch. That's that's a 12 bucks for that pouch. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, you're going to have to be mine. It's <laughs> a good price. Cool. So yeah, kudos. I mean, I know that these are produced by Musgrave. Like, I'm sure that Nicole and Tim Dilger were involved somehow. So kudos, kudos to all involved. Yeah, these are really great. One thing I was going to mention. So we recorded last late last week our uh, an episode of Indelible, which is our Patreon only uh, podcast about pens, and put that up on Patreon today for you to listen to it. And then the next day, I got a a housewarming gift from my friend michael he got me a twisby eco like a demonstrator pen and it came with this little wrench and this little tiny bottle of silicone grease Hmm. and i need somebody to tell me what this is for (laughs) the little wordless pictograms were not super helpful about why i would want to use them (laughs) yeah I can tell you what those are for. Okay, so. I would love to know. Yeah, yeah the 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 wrench is for if you ever are in a situation where you need to like clean the pen, and that's how you like when you unscrew the plunger, you'll notice this little gap opened up at the back below the the part that you twist, and then you yeah. stick the wrench in there and twist it, and that'll help you detach it. And I then see. the silicone grease you actually put on the the stick of the plunger, like just a little bit, and it makes it just like twist smoothly. Oh, you only okay. have to do that. I've done it like three times ever. Yeah. Okay years so okay <laughs> that, there you go Perfect. the more you know you do, 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 do. <laughs> i saw it and i was like this is really cool but i like i don't know why i wouldn't need to use this but okay that makes sense that's a good that's a good call yeah so he got me um this really gorgeous little it's a kind of a seafoam greeny robin's egg bluey twisby and then a really great bottle of monteverde ink called key lime pie and it's part of a series of like dessert and it just has this like kind of light yellowy green which is just really lovely so thank you michael for that these are these are cool he also in the same little box gave me did you guys see those drop those aaron draplin slippers that he came out with some months ago no no. (laughs) (laughs) he did a thing he did a collaboration with this company that makes slippers called free waters (laughs) 
And if you look up Jeffrey DDC, I think that the slipper model is called Jeffrey. You can see his sort of like signature. It's 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 like Carhartt brown and then bright like Dayglow orange, which is like such a Draplin thing. And it's yeah, just a nice, just a nice slipper. Yeah, oh, man. yeah, those look cozy. cozy. So yeah, that is that is it for me for Fresh Points. Should we should we jump into our main topic? We are sure. so we're talking about about gratitude. So so this time last year we joked that 2020 was the worst year ever. Little did we know <laughs> about what was to come. Just a few months after 2021 started, you know, started off definitely on the right foot in January 6th. <laughs> then it just kept kept going. Assaults <laughs> on democracy, the Delta variant, the closing of CW pencils, which just happened. But a lot of our perception of the year is just a matter of focus, right? There's lots of like good good things that have happened there and things within it. So we you know, this being kind of our, our Thanksgiving episode, we thought we would talk a little bit about what we're grateful for in 2021. And since, honestly, since the the pandemic began, it just began in general. So I don't really have a lot of structure to this, but I figured maybe we could just kind of like go around the room and talk a little bit about what we're grateful for and, and why as, as it relates to our lives in this podcast. Yeah. Tim. Yeah. You guys. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way. Yeah. Let's get- yeah. <laughs> Let's get the tears like, out of the I'm way. Yeah. Blurt it out first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I never thought we'd still be making this podcast, and that we would actually be friends <laughs> that talk all the time, not about the podcast. Like we hardly ever actually yeah, talk about the podcast. It's true. So many other, <laughs> so many other things that we talk about in our little encrypted signal chat that Johnny made, <laughs> yeah, that Johnny made yeah. us use. <laughs> <laughs> because apparently the government is after him. Yeah. 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 Tinfoil hats don't work Shh. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Shh. Johnny, do you want to start us off <laughs> since you kicked it off? Yeah. So I'm very thankful for you guys. And I'm super thankful for fountain pens. And the fact that spending money on them means that I spend less money on pencils, which take up a lot more room. So my closet's <laughs> happy for that. If my wallet our bank account is definitely not. And um, I'm thankful for getting to make scenes and that enough people buy them that I can keep making them without, you know, driving my family broke. And when my printer blows up, I can buy a new printer, which is one of the things I love most about this year because it sips ink. You just fill it up with a bottle and it's ready to rock for another like <laughs> wow. 7,000 pages. Last I checked, I'm, I've hit almost 50,000 pages what? on it since what? December. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. So <laughs> I love this thing. Jeez. It was like 300 bucks. It's like not expensive. Hmm. So yeah, I put a link in the show notes. If you need a printer, get a Canon Megatank. <laughs> Megatank. Yeah, I'm sure other things will, will pop up. But yeah, those are random things I'm thankful for that are tangible. In addition to, you know, democracy and <laughs> leaves to change color. Yeah, yeah, those are fine. Yeah, those are <laughs> yeah. fine. Tim, do you want to do you want to yeah. jump in? Yeah, I'll I'll start with my non <laughs> my non uh, hobby slash stationary related one, which is I'm I've become thankful in recent months for the the place that I live. I make jokes about it sometimes for being you know. A, place that it is but also like it's just a beautiful place so i just think i, I really I'm, I'm thankful for living in a place that's as as pretty as the place that i am and having you know being within a short drive and a great walk from waterfalls yeah. and all sorts of things I'm, your, I'm thankful for your area for of tennessee here. is just like extremely gorgeous i think that's kind of one of the first times i've ever seen that sort of like environment driving yeah. driving through eastern tennessee like on my way to florida where my sister lives yeah just wow it's it's wild. There there are sections where I always joke that it's there there are certain parts of East Tennessee where it's you turn a corner and all of a sudden you're like, Am I in Jurassic Park? This looks because it's like all these rolling green you just wait for like a diplodocus to lift its head above the trees or something. Favorite yeah. my favorite it's not tropical. My favorite story about driving through that part of Tennessee is we I guess it's maybe a little farther west, but like the Knoxville slash like those lakes and mountains area. We we stopped on a road trip at a Waffle House. And while sitting at this Waffle House, we could look out across the lake and the mountain, and we saw another Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's on brand too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So that's that's my mushy one, but um, 
but I mean it. And the the rest of them, I realize I wrote these down and accidentally wrote the title to a country song that I need to write, which is "Cheap Notebook, Soft Pencils, and Old Guitar Strings." Or the, <laughs> the three the, the three things I listed. I was like, "Oh man, these I'm are accidentally a few writing of like my an favorite old things. <laughs> yeah, or a show tune, or a show tune." Yeah. So yeah, this this year, my as far as my my usage of things, the things that I found the most consistent joy from were were like a soft pencil and a cheap notebook. Hmm. Just I, I love, I've just grown to really love soft like MMX style core pencils. I find them like gratifying and make me feel productive, and it's also nice and smooth. And I've gotten kind of back into fountain pens because of you jokers and all this business <laughs> with indelible. They like, but at the same time, so I keep flocking back to when pen, when when fountain pens get <laughs> when fountain pens get annoying because they're just not working or they feel sort of not right. Oh, this is just a little too scratchy. I need to sit here and fold this nib around and try to like get it back in place. Then I go back to the soft pencils and they're always great. And, and I've just been writing, I just realized I've been working through this uh, Leuchtturm notebook like all year, but I've burned through several just cheapo notebooks. I've started lots of nice notebooks, hmm. but um, just finding good composition notebooks. I found this one brand of a, uh, composition notebooks and I, I bought five of them it's just some generic brand it's called unison hmm. i don't know who it's made by but i don't care but i i bought i accidentally bought four of them last year with uh, graph paper inside hmm. of them and i've used like three of these suckers just for like daily stuff and for morning pages kind of writing and for my my songwriting notebooks and they just are like nice and bendy and the paper's nice and smooth and you wouldn't believe that i've been using this one for seven months eight months because it just looks like it's in great shape just slap a bunch of stickers all over the cover and enjoy it yeah and then, yeah. And then lastly, I said old guitar strings just because I just been writing a lot of music and just playing guitar a lot more than I have in the last, I don't know, five, seven years. How old are my kids? Yeah. Eight years. <laughs> Eight years of my Henry, life. How old, are you? Just... <laughs> how old are you? Oh, yeah. I haven't done the thing I loved since you. <laughs> no, that was that was that was a joke. <laughs> I just have been doing it a lot more. And also, I just have recently come to a, a realization that I've come to a couple times before in my life, but it's just that I love the sound of old acoustic guitar strings. Like they're all dead and down and you just, everything sounds good and I love it. So yeah, yeah that's what I'm grateful for. And I'm, I'm going to work on that song. <laughs> uh, cheap notebook, soft pencils <laughs> and old guitar strings. It's like that. Uh, that's funny. You just, you know, what's the song I'm thinking of? I'm not even going to Google it because that's just going to be bad, a bad thing. But there's just, there's some country song. It made me oh, think it's like it's American like, flags and Bibles and just. <laughs> yeah. Cut off like old, je- old, old jeans, cold drinks yeah. and summer night yep. or something like that. <laughs> something like that. But, beer. Yeah. Watery, flavorless fried. beer. Yeah. Um, 50 year lifespan expectancy. <laughs> yeah. That's sorry. my hometown. Right there. <laughs> you, you should do it, but um, just right. with Wes Anderson movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's yeah. Me. How about you, Andy? Well, and of course, in addition to you know the two of you, specifically, I very much look forward to my my weekly sometimes bi-weekly mail from johnny with zines and notebooks and things in it i think we definitely <laughs> look forward to to those which are really great i feel like i have a it's like christmas yeah year. it's like a a lifetime friend <laughs> subscription to like his output i feel like i should be paying i feel like ho, i should ho, be ho. paying like ten dollars a month on patreon or something for yeah this. like a subscription yeah. service or something yeah <laughs> Yeah, money is no good. And uh, honestly, following Tim on Spotify is is really good too. I sometimes just have you know on the little the little sidebar that tells you like what your friends are doing. I just like oh, what's what's Tim listening to, and I click on it and then just listen along as well. So that's really good. You're an you're an influencer. Oh, cool. Does it ever pop up and say Gangnam Style, and you're like, oh, interesting. (laughs) Like oh, okay. My my kids, the kids have gotten the Spotify. I get so mad when that happens. I like. I, they have their own Amazon music account. I'm like, I'm not sharing my Spotify <laughs> with, with you monsters. But sometimes I'll like, I'll put Spotify on Alexa. I'll say, Alexa, play this on Spotify. Yeah. And then they'll come in and add something or change the song and it stays on Spotify. And I'm like, no, <laughs> my algorithm. No. You have my algorithm. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you could do this on yeah. Spotify. 
I feel like an idiot. <laughs> listens to it's it's I raining tacos. I, I just you know I don't understand. I just I just don't know anymore. You have no idea how many times I've heard that song. <laughs> I feel like yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, Tim yeah. is a is a Spotify influencer. I'm grateful for that. Um, grateful <laughs> for like just members of the community. I over the last six months, I feel like I've pulled back a lot from like really actively participating. I don't like I haven't been tweeting as much. I haven't been in the Facebook group as much. I've just had so much stuff happening like at home and in career and just like stuff happening. So I haven't been as active, but I definitely appreciate hearing from and checking in with and staying in touch with, with the erasable community. And and it's been amazing just during the pandemic to see how much of it has people have like formed little pods, right? Like I, what's his name? Mm-hmm. My, my brain is not working today. Our zine friend, Ed, Ed Kemp. Oh, Ed, Ed has traveled all over the country and hung out with erasable people, which has been really amazing to see. I know that Michael Durbin and a bunch of people have been doing like Zoom calls, just just Zoom hangouts. And Tina Koyama has been sketching them. It's just, just really cool to see that, you know, there is a vitality to this community that is self-sustaining. We don't have to, it's sometimes with communities, it's like pulling teeth to keep people engaged and keep people like talking and, and posting and staying involved and that is not the case with this community it just is just keeps on going which is amazing so really really thankful for that i'm thankful that yeah there's a place there's a place that exists within our group within the field notes within our svp just sort of like the extended cinematic universe of stationary stationary online <laughs> which is pretty cool it's the ecu the erasable cinematic universe I don't. Oh no! <laughs> I, I don't want to. Yes. I don't want to be yeah. the one ourselves to you know put our stamp on it. But we could just we'll just claim it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> well, so far we've got indelible, erasable, and uh, there's disposable. Disposable. And we've got disposable. those. Those, we, those are in our universe. We'll just claim those yeah. for now. <laughs> we joked about how we want to start a notebook podcast called the Terrible Podcast. T e a r a b l e. No, it Wait, shouldn't that was be. A joke? <laughs> that shouldn't be. Yeah. Dude, I have two composition <laughs> books full of notes for this. <laughs> terrible. I don't. So thankful. It's thankful for that. Um, Hugely thankful for CW pencils and all that Caroline and crew have, have done for the community over the years and just being open and lasting for as long as they did is just a feat of wonder and strength and shows the dedication to it because, you know, we've, we've said it on here so many times before, but it's absolutely true. You know, you, so many people walk in or expect that to be like a super twee, like hipster boutique of just, Oh, they have some like pencils. They're probably overpriced. And like the people don't, they don't, they don't really know anything about pencils. And that is, that is not true. CW pencils was, they were wonks, right? Like they could tell you so much about pencils. They had such an interesting selection. They weren't overpriced. They were priced very well. And they were just such a figure, not only in the community in the Lower East Side, but also in our community in in, our, in the ECU, so I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad that they are closed down. But I'm grateful for the seven seven ish years they were open that we got to spend with them. So I definitely yeah. made some last minute purchases, and you know I have all those patches and all the really cool stuff that they've they've done. So huge, huge thanks to Caroline and Alex mm-hmm. and Meredith and Caitlin and all the people we've known because of cw pencils over the years yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. i'm getting very and, sad and honestly i mean to that <laughs> same effect you know not co brad dowdy's pencil case company or mm-hmm. pen case company like it's it's sad that that shut down i see why he, i know why he's done it like he wants to move on to other things and i'm sure that was just eating so much time and energy and money so mm-hmm. they're they're they both i think he and caroline both kind of like know know when to call it in know when it's it's over for them and i I know, I mean, Brad's not stopping anytime soon. Neither is Caroline. I assume she has something up her sleeve, but I can't wait to see what they all do next. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Can I add one in there? Kind of like related is just, I was going to say, I'm really thankful for the friendship that we built up with the folks over at Musgrave. Yeah. Oh yeah. With the Delgars. They've been so uh, good to us and fun to work with and fun to talk to. And so I'm just going to give them a, I think they deserve a big shout out as well as just being a kind of a, a, you know, the new, a new kind of exciting thing in the, it's in the, in our little world that, and they're doing such, such cool. It's amazing to watch legacy brands like, get revitalized and then just sort of like hipsterized. Like I think about like 
PBR, right? Pabst Blue Ribbon. I didn't care about it as a brand like before. I don't really care about it now. And it just kind of got weird and sort of like fake cachet put on it. But that has not happened to Musgrave. Like this kind of like old legacy, historic oh, pencil company. <laughs> it never will. Yeah. No way. Like they, they have not yeah. just started putting, you know, their logos on weird, cheap crap right like they they're very thoughtful about like how they're revitalizing <laughs> that brand which is really cool so yeah yeah agreed. big kudos to that yeah la- and last thing i'll mention here is just i guess my big <laughs> mushy one i it's hard to express how privileged and lucky i feel to have been able to purchase a house in san francisco mm. that is a not easy feat and i don't say that to toot my own horn but it was it's something that you know i i seen people sort of like try and fail i've seen people i myself was in a situation where it's like there's no way this is ever going to happen so i'm thankful for kitty and being on sort of the same page and us doing this and going through with it i thought we were i thought we'd still be sort of like in limbo right like looking for a place and uh, yeah and it has i mean we still have so much work to do and so much stuff to do but it's 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 great so far (laughs) Yeah, we're yeah, super happy that's for you. Real straight on your, <laughs> I, I your spent, sanity. This is this is a home ownership story that I'm. I feel like I'm learning about. I spent an hour yesterday <laughs> manually draining the washer because it was not draining into the drain, and I couldn't figure out if it was the washer's problem or if it was the drain's problem. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I I think I diagnosed it, but in order to like get all that standing water out of the washer, I just had to. I watched some YouTube videos about LG washers, and then I I found this little. <laughs> this little tube at the bottom of it, and I took my bucket that I bought at Lowe's just a few weeks ago. <laughs> yes, just, yes. Just leaned over and dra- drained yeah. that for twenty minutes. <laughs> You're gonna have six of those buckets in a couple <laughs> years, and and inexplicably, one of them is going to be filled with dried cement, and it's going to stay in your garage. Forever. I don't make the rules. That's just what happens. <laughs> That's just what happens to how, yeah, when you own a house. <laughs> So yeah, like, I didn't mix up any cement. <laughs> Where did this come yeah. from? <laughs> so yeah, that's that's something that I'm also grateful for is just the sort of ability to to do that in a place that has a lot of uh, disparity in income and wealth. And I'm by no means a wealthy person, but I am definitely not like in a situation where I yeah couldn't couldn't do this. So I, I feel lucky to be there. We're super happy yeah, for you. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, we're planning uh, a yeah. visit that you don't I, know about. I have so I have so many beds. I have a king size bed, a queen size bed, and a fold out couch. So Johnny and I will take the king size. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Perfect. Uh. <laughs> um. Any any other any other thankfulness snippets we should know about? I mean, I'm thankful that yeah. we haven't all died. No, seriously, that's from COVID. I'm yeah. thankful for that vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Booster shot. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I'm thankful for the instances where reason yeah. and science are winning. Mm-hmm. Like my kids go to a school that's got 1,500 kids and like a handful of kids every week test positive. Sometimes mm-hmm. none, sometimes one. That's yeah. pretty damn amazing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, my kids just got their first dose of the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah, like last week, they should have 5G by this coming Perfect. week. Um, you can use you can use them as a hotspot in their brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, but they got it. We're, we're we feel really thankful for that too. They get their second dose in a couple weeks. Yeah. So, nice. Very happy. Yeah. All right. Well, I would love to know in so in the comments of this of this episode on our website, and then also in the group or anywhere you would like to say it. I would I would love to know what you're thankful for, our listeners, and may it be podcast or may it be stationary or non stationary related. I think that's something we'd like to see. How are how are you all celebrating Thanksgiving? Are you going anywhere or gathering people to at your place, Tim? We are keeping it small yeah. so it's just basically us and jane's parents hmm. and then later that weekend we're gonna i think we're gonna head to Asheville and hang out with my sister and her family nice, nice. yeah what are you doing johnny so i'm not nice. committing to anything because yeah you know covid <laughs> but i will get together with some family and we frankie already bought the tofurkey and tofurkey ham and all of the delicious mm. vegetarian things so yeah, those will be eaten somewhere. We're having have a little friendsgiving. We have some, a couple, 
a couple pairs of friends who are in our little bubble and they're going to be coming over here. Typically, we've gone over to our friend Lee and Steven's house, but because we have a, a new place and we have a big dining room, like we're going to we're going to host. So Leah is a is vegan, gluten free and soy free. So no tofurkey. Oh, but man. Yeah. She's also just an amazing cook and there's so many really, really good dishes we can come up with. Yeah. Plus, I think we'll also cool. have turkey just just because. But yeah, vegan, uh, vegan, gluten free pumpkin pie is is very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sounds delicious. Cool. Well, uh, should we uh, should we wrap it up and yeah, get back to get back to our evenings? Let's do it. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy, Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey Day. Uh, Turkey Wassum, do you want to? <laughs> where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> you can find me at Turkey Wassum. I could probably, I could, I could probably get that. Yeah, I could probably. I got. I have a feeling that's available. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> just redirect it at least. But yeah, so you can find me at Tim Wassum on Twitter, and I'm on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. Daddy, how about you? I'm on the internet at pencilrevolution.com, on social media at Pensolution, and you can mm-hmm. buy my beautiful notebooks at etsy.com slash shop slash I'm on the internet at andy.wtf, and Twitter and Instagram is at awelfly. And this is the Erasable Podcast. You can find a link to our recordings and our back episodes and our show notes at erasable.us. This episode is episode 173, which means it will be at um, erasable.us slash 173. Find us on um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Erasable Podcast. And you can join our group, which is one of the best places on the internet at facebook.com slash groups slash you can also find our patreon account we we have a way for listeners to support us with a little bit of money every month that keeps us in pencils and keeps our website online and keeps the lights on and we would like to thank some of our producer level patrons people who have uh, given ten dollars a month or more to the to the cause i'll just read their names right now it is andrew austin tara whittle ida umfers andre torres Kyle, Paul Moorhead, Ali Sarah, Jamelia, our guest last time, Stephen Fansali, Aaron Willard, KP, Millie Blackwell, Chris L, Hunter McCain, Michael Dialosa, Jacqueline Meyer, Tana Feliz, Ann Sipe, Joe Crace, Measure Twice, Michael Hagen, Chris Metzkis, Bill Clow, Random Thinks, Jason Dill, Dave McDonald, Mary Collis, Alex Jonathan Brown, Andre Prevost, Kathleen Rogers, Bobby Letzinger, Fourth Letter, Kelton Weens, almost there, everybody, David Johnson, Phil Munson, Nathan <laughs> Raybeck, Donnie Pierce, Scott Hayes, Hans Nudelman, Jay Newton, Dave Tubman, Chris Jones, John Wood, Bill Black, Miriam Burkout, Diana Oakley and Tom Keekley. Thank you so much to you all for your support. And you can come support us yourself at Eraser, excuse me, patreon.com slash eraser. Thank you very much, and everybody have a very happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Do you like our podcast? Most people like our podcast. But if you don't like our podcast, maybe we'll turn it off. <laughs>